Welcome everyone to episode two of Conversations with Shelby Green. I am the host, the main man, Shelbo, Shelbo Nasty, Big Daddy Cool. But you can just call me Shelby Green, it's all good. You know it's plenty of me to go around. <laughs> anyway, what are we going to talk about today? A little rundown of the previous episode feedback. We're going to talk about the future, what we got going on in this program. We're going to do everything we can to have a good time and keep you entertained here on the podcast. No guests again this week, and I'll get into that reason why. So everybody knows me. I had planned on uh, reviewing the Juice World documentary. I have been planning it, planning it, planning it. However, I have been extremely busy the last week, so I haven't had time to watch it. But I need to get an episode out because tomorrow, obviously, I'm recording my shooting the shit episode with my homie Trip, aka Price Johnson. That's my boy. Shout out to him for last night. He knows why I'm giving the shout out. Uh, we gotta review the AEW Revolution pay per view tomorrow, so it's gonna be an epic day for that. But we are actually uh, doing a lot of cool things right now, man. So he's busy doing his music thing. I'm doing my own thing or whatever. But that Juice World documentary, I will eventually review it, guys. I have just been so fucking busy, man, and trying to get things organized with the show because basically I didn't realize. Basically, having two podcasts is like another fucking job. It's a lot. I have a lot of fun with it, but man, it is, it's it's a lot. So what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about some entertainment news, some rumors. We're going to talk a little bit about sports today. We're going to talk about how my birthday went last night. This recording dropping on Monday. My birthday was on a Friday. I'll let everybody know about that. But anyway, excuse me quick. Swig of water for the walk out of my hand. How you doing? So, that morning, dude. All right, so... Got a little feedback on last week's episode about my Texas Chainsaw Massacre review, and I really, really appreciate every single feedback I got, man. You guys were awesome yesterday, it was, uh, this past week, man. It was just awesome. I got a lot of good feedback. A lot of people said that they I changed their opinions on the film, and, you know, I, that's awesome. Some people didn't agree with what I had to say. Some people did. Some people just like to listen to it and have good, to hear a good conversation, so I appreciate it. Um, also, if anybody is interested in possibly – Doing a group collaboration together of podcasts together. We all come down to a big form or whatever. I have talked to my boy Marcus Scott, aka Megan. Shout out to him for last night. That's my dog. We were talking last night about possibly getting a bunch of people in a room and doing uh, doing once once a month, doing like an episodic thing for YouTube or something like that. That way, you know, we can all click and do everything. Because even though I'm not affiliated with his grind game thing, I'm a big supporter of his thing with his music. So. You know, collaborations work well together. I mean, there's so many people in this city that are underrated and have talent that is not being exposed. You know, everybody in the city wants to hate. We all need to show a little love once in a while to people. I think if we all get involved and work together, it'd be dope as fuck. And I'm down for that for whatever reason. So, uh, uh, let's see. Talk a little entertainment news weekly. We saw the Batman on my birthday on Friday night, and... I am planning on reviewing that next week with Jared Easterbrook. He's going to be over here Saturday. We're going to sit here, talk the movie. We're going to break everything down, what we liked it. And I'm just going to let y'all know, I didn't even do a TikTok. I haven't posted a Facebook review about it or anything else. I'm just going to let you know this right here right now. We're going to be talking about some spoilers with that movie. If you haven't seen it, you might want to check it out before you listen to the podcast. But I'm telling you right here right now, y'all. I'm not, I just, I want to talk about it so bad right now because it's really on my mind, man. I, I damn near want to go see it again. I'm probably going to go see it again. I'll probably go see it again probably tomorrow if I got time because I'm really interested in it for sure. So let's talk a little entertainment news, you know, a little other things going on in the world. You know, I'm a big fan of um, – there's a bit of rumors going around with certain films. And I want to talk about something I saw last week, and I'm very, 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 very um, interested in it, uh, was that there's a rumor now. That Beetlejuice 2 is in production. 
y'all, uh, anybody knows me knows I am a huge, huge fan of that movie. I actually have a Beetlejuice portrait on the back end of my elbow. And I'm pulling up the article right here, right now, comicbook.com on Facebook for all your informations. Beetlejuice 2 with Michael Keaton and Wyona Ryder reported being produced by Brad Pitt's Plan B. <laughs> Plan B. That's funny. Um... It looks like officially showtime for the long-awaited Beetlejuice sequel. On Monday, news reporting, new reporting from the Ackler Hollywood Trans, Transom newsletter revealed that Plan B Entertainment Incorporated, the award-winning production company associated with Brad Pitt, is lined to produce Beetlejuice to both Michael Keaton and Ryan Ryan are expected to revise their roles as Linda and Beetlejuice, respectively. The project could report be filmed as early as summer 2022. Plan B has produced a number of key films over the years. Oscar like Moonlight, overrated film, Departed, good film, and 12 Years of Slave. I've not seen that film. I, dude, I'm down for that. Like anybody knows me, I am a big Beetlejuice fan. And it's been almost over, I think it's been almost over 30 years since the, the original came out. And I think it's one of those films that um, it gets better and better with time. I mean, there's a lot of things that don't age well with it. But like overall, man, I am that's one of my favorite films. I'm a big Beetlejuice fan. So I, I would be down for that. I would be down for that. And I'll tell you right now, that movie gets made or whatever, I'll have to review the film on here with somebody. Because I don't know too many people in the world that haven't seen Beetlejuice. If you haven't seen Beetlejuice, what the fuck have you been doing? Living in a cave your whole life? What the fuck is that shit? Anyway, so. But man, it was, it's been a birthday week's been pretty damn beat. Birthday weekend's pretty good. I took five days off of work on Thursday, this past Thursday, Friday. Obviously, I get the weekends off anyway. And I got Monday off. I'm going to uh, Fort Wayne Monday night to go see Corn Chevelle and Code Orange. I'm a big Corn fan. I like all my music, you know, but Corn's one of my favorite rock bands. I'm going to be rocking out. Probably see me on Snapchat, headbanging with my hair down because everybody knows I got long ass hair. So it's going to be a good ass time, man. I actually got an extra ticket available. So, you know, hopefully by then I'll have it sold. Now I'm going by myself. I don't give a damn. I'm going to that concert. Yeah. Um,. I want to talk a little boxing here for a second. Um, I want to talk about what's going on with Ukraine and Russia. And this isn't about, um, it's going to, it actually involves Ukraine and Russia. Anybody knows I'm a huge boxing fan. That is one of my, outside of basketball, that is my second favorite sport. I love boxing. And if you don't know, Lomachenko, the Kalishko brothers, and Olofanza Usyk have, uh, are all from Ukraine and they're all over there right now fighting for their country. I don't have a side in the war. I'm on either side. I'm, you know, I'm not on either side, but I condone those guys for fighting for their country. I, I really condone that. I mean, they're fighting for their country. They're fighting for what they believe in. Whether you disagree or not, I admire it, and I think it's pretty cool, you know, that they're doing that, you know. But I wish them safety and best, man, and all hopes and for, uh, plan for that, for real. They got my blessing. Now, let's talk about how this, how this happens, because... Tyson Fury is fighting Dillian White. Tyson Fury is the lineal and WBC and Ring Magazine heavyweight champion of the world. Everybody knows me. The rumors are speculating that Tyson Fury may retire after this fight. And I love Tyson Fury. You know, Tyson Fury has overcome mental health issues and depression and drug abuse. If I'm Tyson, if I like he said, I got $150 million in the bank. I got my wife and my kids. I'm happy. You know, I'm walking away. If I'm Tyson, I walk. You're healthy, man. You're in your 30s, bro. You want to live your life. I mean, go go have fun, man. Go do your thing, Tyson. I mean, it's a, you know, have fun. Enjoy. You made your money, man. Go out with a bang. Winley Stadium will be sold out. Yeah, I mean, I'll be watching that fight with him doing what? I'll be cheering him on. But here's what happens now. Ollivander Usyk has the other, he has a WBO, the IBF. The WBA world title belts. There's so many fucking belts in boxing. Can we clear that up, man? We need to unify these fucking divisions. 
But um, Usyk is uh, got the other belts, obviously, but he was supposed to fight Anthony Joshua. So what happened? The, the match has been postponed because Usyk's been over there fighting in Ukraine right now. So, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm... It makes me wonder, though, man, if they strip him of the belts, I understand why. Because if he goes, but at the same time, it's like, you take the belts away from this guy, man, you just beat Anthony Joshua, it, it kind of sucks. So that makes me wonder, what does that do for, what does that, there's there's a certain heavyweight now that I'm going to talk about that should be getting this mixed. I'm talking about the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder. Now, everybody wants to talk or whatever, and, you know, about the Wilder Fury trilogy. That third fight was amazing in my opinion, and uh, I'm all I'm, I watch that fight every time it's on. I watch it. I, I love that fight. Wilder, in my opinion, is right back in this mix because if Fury walks or retire, look, Fury. He if Deontay Wilder, if I'm sorry, if Tyson Fury was the best, it, it I'm sorry, if Tyson Fury tongue tied, Tyson Fury did not exist in this boxing room right now. Deontay Wilder would be the best heavyweight in that division. Period. I think Usyk could give him some problems. But you tell me glass jaw Anthony Joshua, who's built like an Adonis. Joshua punches hard, but Wilder punches harder. And Wilder, I think Wilder, Wilder, Wilder would, would walk through Joshua. I really believe that. I don't think Joshua could stand that punishment. I mean, I saw Andy Ruiz knock him down four times. Dillian White's knocked him down. Klitschko's knocked him down. Now, I ain't saying Klitschko's a, a, one of the Klitschko brothers ain't a slum. I mean, Klitschko hit hard. Boring, boring fire to watch, but that's a different story. So, Wilder's right back in his mix. The heavyweight division is on fire right now. There's a lot of great heavyweights in this division. I mean, not, I, would, I would not say great, but I would say very solid. It ain't like the welterweight division, which I think is the best division in boxing right now. That welterweight division, which we're about to talk about, the four-headed monster, the, the welterweight division. So, everybody knows Earl Spence Jr. and Uzik's I can't say his first name, but Ugas is going to be fighting uh, here in a cup in about a month or two. And I'm going to be watching it. Spitz will probably beat Ugas, I think. But here's the thing. Can my man Bud Crawford get a shot now? Are we just going to sit there and keep ignoring the fact that the, the best, outside Canelo Alvarez, who I think is the best pound for pound fighter in the world, Bud is, Terrence Bud Crawford's number two. If Spence wants to unify division, why is he waiting so long? Why, why, why are we not getting this fight? Everybody in the world wants to see it. Everybody in the world wants to see Spence and him get into it. They want to see a fight. Man, that fight would, would, would be generate pay-per-view buys. Terrence Crawford can draw. The problem is, man, Bud don't want that fight. I don't think Bud wants I mean, I'm sorry. Bud wants that smoke. Spence don't want it. Spence don't want that smoke. That smoke. I mean it. He, he don't want it. He does not want that smoke. I think Bud beats him. And I was on the fence back and forth because I like Earl Spence. I'm a fan of him. I think he's a damn good he's a good fighter. But Sean Porter is the key in this because I've watched Sean Porter has fought both Bud Crawford and he's fought Spence. And if it not for that, that fight with uh, Spence he had, and not for a knockdown in the 11th round, that fight probably would have been a draw. I watched Bud Crawford in the 10, 10th round put fucking Porter on his ass twice. He stopped, he stopped Sean Porter. No one had ever done that. No one has ever done that. So it it definitely was a it definitely changed my opinion that night. That night I knew I said, yeah, I think Bud will take Spence in my opinion. Also, I think that, and I said forehead monster because I think Keith Thurman's back in the mix, man. Keith Thurman looked good against Burrios. Burrios, I think a month or two ago they fought. Keith Thurman looked good, man. Thurman looked good. And I tell you the truth, 
I think they fought with 12-ounce gloves that night, I believe. I could be wrong. But I know one thing. If they were ten, if they were a, two ounces lower, he probably would have knocked Barrios out. Thurman looked good. So I think Thurman's back in this mix. But that being said, I think it's Terrence Crawford and the rest, man. I think he's the best of that division. That division is packed with a lot of talent, man. It would be a, it'd be a damn good fight if whatever happens. I think Bud and, and Thurman need to fight. And I definitely, definitely think after Ugas and Spence fight, if I think the winners of those two fights, they gotta fight. They gotta unify the belts. So let's get these guys and let's get this super fight. Let's get the super fight that of the welterweight division and let's get it on, man. It's time. It's time in my opinion. Swig of water real quick. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, um, Obviously, you know, just hanging in there, doing my thing, man, getting this podcast off the ground a little bit today. I didn't have really a lot to talk about, but I need to get an episode out. So I thought, you know, we'll just keep this pushing and pushing through. Let's talk a little NBA, man. So I didn't talk about the NBA last week, but let's talk on my previous episode. The MVP race, you know, I've been watching a lot of Ja Morant. Morant, Morant. Let me tell you something. I remember watching Ja Murray State. It was a year of Zion, obviously. Everybody was on Zion. Zion. R.J. Barrett and that crew of guys. And I remember dad telling me, my dad, who's a college basketball fanatic, goes, you know, show the best player in the country is at Murray State. You know, I took his word for it. I said, you know, Murray State's always have produced really good teams in the state of Kentucky. They've always had good teams, and they always had really good guards. And I watched John Moran. I'm like, oh, he can he can bounce. He got some bounce to him. Then I watched that uh, NCAA tournament game against, I believe it was Marquette. I think he had a double-double or a triple-double that night, that game. And I was like, yeah, that's the best player in the country. And Dad called it, too, that he would be a – John Morant would be a better player than Zion, and I tended to agree with him because Zion ain't going to play 82 games or 70 games or 60 games a year at 280 pounds at 6'7". He has got to get down to 240 or 235. It's got to get done. And it kind of pisses me off because Zion has the talent. There's talent in there. He needs to – he needs to, like – like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, bro, like, you got a chance to, in the, and then I got an argument with a friend of mine talking about, well, he don't want to be in New Orleans. I said, I don't give a fuck where he doesn't want to be, man. I mean, you're getting paid to play. And his fault got drafted. He wanted to be in New York. He wanted to be anywhere else. It doesn't matter. It's like, what the fuck you mean, dude? Like, seriously. Like, you got a chance, man. Zion, like, for you got a chance. You have a chance, man, to do something. Like, you got a chance to be a, a, a future face of this league coming up, man. There's so much hype about him. And, man, when he's on the floor, man, he plays hard, man. Zion's fun to watch, man. His footwork's incredible. I mean, obviously, everybody looks at dunk, but, man, that big dude's got some – that, that dude has got some ma- amazing footwork in the post. Like, his footwork is incredible. He can handle the ball a little bit. He ain't a great shooter. He needs to work on a shot. But, man, his – but his footwork is incredible, man. Oof. Overall, though. But my but back to Ja, I was bringing Ja up in this because – Everybody's got Jaw. I think Jaw is top two or three for MVP this year. I think when you take him off the Memphis Grizzlies, I don't think the Grizzlies are that good or even as great as they are. I mean, great and good is a good dif- uh, difference, but I think Jaw is. Uh, I think Jaw Jaw's probably gonna get a chance at it. My opinion, though, I think the MVP is in Chicago, Demar Derozan. Can we stop ignoring this man? Like, I've been talking about DeMar DeRozan for about four or five years now. Even in just Toronto days, he couldn't get past LeBron and he went to San Antonio. DeMar DeRozan gets you 20, 25 points a night off mid-range. He ain't got to shoot threes that well. DeMar DeRozan is the best mid-range guy in the game. And he's he's a professional. Like, everybody either wants to attack the rim. No, not many people want to attack the rim. They want to step outside and shoot threes. DeMar DeRozan is a key example. Like, you can make a living – 
in the NBA, you can make a living and have a great career shooting 12, 15 feet from the basket and use that mid-range game. The guys, in my opinion, they've had Lonzo's been hurt, Zach Levine's been in and out of the lineup, and he's got those guys in Chicago rolling. I watched Chicago play a lot this year because obviously, you know, what, you know, Obviously, here and in, you can get the game sometimes down here. And I'll be honest with you, dude, every time he they, they wow me. I'm sure Alex Caruso, the Lakers, could really use him. Good job, Jeannie Bush. You paid that luxury tax because you sure could use him on your perimeter defense. Wink. Fucking idiots. I'm going to get on the Lakers here. I'm going to get into the Lakers in a little bit. But, man, I tell you right now, dude, in my opinion, DeMar, Ja, those are the top two in my opinion. I think Steph will probably end up getting it, honestly. And I'll tell you the truth. We're going to talk about the Lakers, but if the Lakers were a top three or four seed right now, I think LeBron would probably be probably be in that conversation for MVP. Personally, in my opinion. Yeah, I had to get a water, y'all. Dehydrate a little bit from last night. I'll get into that later. So let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, I'm kind of sensitive with the Lakers because my favorite player ever was Kobe Bryant. You know, I you know I you know I, I root for the Lakers, man, because I grew up idolizing guys like Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Ben Wallace. Those are my three, the three players I loved watching, like growing up. I love those three guys. They're all different. I was a big fan of those, those Piston teams. I know, you know, I was a big Artest fan. I mean, I was a, a Ron Artest, excuse me. You know, I, I just I just like guys like that. I just like rough and gruff and tough guys, man, and I just. Kobe was that man. I always, I always liked him. I always loved him. And I'm kind of with the Lakers. It, it kind of bothers me, you know. Kobe's last three or four years in the league. Let's be honest. What they did, I mean, it was a rebuilding thing. I mean, they couldn't get nobody to come play with them. The Lakers were a mess. LeBron comes and gets the town talk, and they trade for AD. They won a title in the bubble. And look, I know it's a ring and a championship, but we really gonna count that? <sighs> Seriously, that bubble was trash. It was watching it was watching like watching AAU circuits. I mean, I was happy we got it because of COVID. I was really happy for it because of the COVID situation. But come on, man, come on. But uh, yeah. Then you got um, but then this year, last year they had injuries and everything else, and then they they had a ch- the Lakers had a chance this year. This could have been the starting five for the Los Angeles Lakers. They could have got Kyle Lowry at the trade deadline last year, but they didn't want to give up T T T C H. Or THC, or whatever his name is, uh, Horton Tucker. They couldn't get him. They could have got Buddy Hill, and they could have got DeMar DeRozan, but they didn't want to get DeMar a fourth year on his contract. Or was it, no, it was a two-year deal. They didn't want to give him a, a two-year deal with a player option like Chicago did. They could have had, their starting five could have been AD, LeBron, DeRozan, Buddy Hill, and Kyle Lowry. That starting five right there would probably win you a title. If you had the pieces around with the bench and everything else, I probably would add your title. But they got Russell Westbrook instead. Now here, people are thinking, oh, Shelby, but there are people are rubbing their hands. The Westbrook haters out there, the Russell Westbrook haters are rubbing their hands right now, talking about he got blast Westbrook. I'm not. Russell Westbrook's one of my favorite players to watch. It's been kind of hard to watch him this year. He's been a little out of control. I mean, he's always been out of control, but it's just way, way out of control this year. The media. And the people who who get brainwashed by the media, by ESPN, Fox Sports, they want to point the finger blame at Russ, 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 Russ. It's Russell Westbrook's fault. It's Russell Westbrook's fault. Is it Russell Westbrook's fault? Part of it. But why is nobody talking about long-legged, un, un, 
you know, injury prone, bad ankles, bad legs, dear long legs, Anthony Davis. Why is no one talking about this man? Russell Westbrook is out there every night trying to get, he's out there trying to do something. AD can't stay healthy. I watched the Lakers earlier this year when they, all three of them were together. The few times they've been together. Because I think that's part of the problem. They haven't gelled well together. I watched the Lakers earlier this year, and they're playing the Milwaukee Bucks. And everybody swears about Anthony Davis. He, he, he is, he's top 5'10 in the world. Top 5'10 in the world. Potentially, yeah. But I watched Giannis Antetokounmpo, the best player in the world in my opinion, terrorize him. Why can't AD dominate and be healthy? Why? What are you doing? And here's what I'm doing the Lakers. Lakers aren't going to be able to trade Russell Westbrook unless some someone wants to take that $47 million next year on, the, on, the, on his contract because he's going to opt in that deal probably. That $47 million, he's going to opt in on that deal. He's going to opt in on that deal. If I'm the Lakers, this is what I would do. You ain't going to be able to trade LeBron. And I'm going to get into LeBron here in a minute. I would see what I can get out of Anthony Davis. See if you can get some pieces because it ain't, it's not going to work. AD can't stay healthy. And, you know, I'm going to address the Laker fans booing LeBron James. Look, man, I, I agree you shouldn't be booing LeBron, but at the same time it's like, damn. Like, really? Like, like this is that's just that like, Lakers is a the Los Angeles Lakers are a top three to five franchise in sports. Their fans are a little their fans can be a little impatient. Like, it could be different. It could be just a little different, I agree. My opinion though. Now let's talk about LeBron James. There's a lot of rumors about his son Bronny and him playing together eventually. Have y'all watched Bronny James play? He ain't really that good. In my opinion. I mean, he's going to get a shot in the league because of his dad's name. I, I mean, good luck for the kid. I, You know, good luck for him. But he's going to get a shot because of his dad. And they're going to play together. That's going to be pretty cool. They're going to play together. But where? They want to play together, you know. They want to play together. They want to play together. And you realize wherever LeBron goes, like, he always leaves teams in shambles. He left Cleveland the first time. That team really wasn't sitting around good enough, but it was a mess. He leaves Miami the way he did, and they missed the playoffs the first year. But then, then D Wade left the following year. I think it was just it wasn't the same. He goes to, back to Cleveland. He trades away everybody to get Kevin Love, and he has issues with on off with Kyrie. And I'm gonna get to Kyrie here in a minute too. Get on's off with Kyrie. He leaves Cleveland. Cleveland now has just gotten the funk back together with all those guys, and now look at the Lakers. Am I the only one paying attention to this that maybe LeBron James maybe has too much input in the office? A little too much? Because my And I think Rob Polik is a puppet. I don't think he knows what he's doing. They have got to figure something out. You got to get. That's why Magic got away from it. That's why Magic fucking left when he took that job. And the Magic actually was turning things around. Like, Magic had things going. Magic had things going. Magic had it going the right direction. He was making trades, doing right deals, getting rid of certain guys. He wanted to keep Julius Randle and shit. And Brooke Lopez. He wanted to keep those guys. No. Rob Polinka insisted they don't do that. Well, who was it? Like, like they had they had opportunities with certain guys. Keep. You don't tell me right now that they, they can go out and get some better guys than this, what they got on that roster? Like, that year when, um, I think it was Randle's third year, third or, third or fourth year at the Lakers, LeBron came in the following year after that. 
They could have added pieces around with LeBron. They could have kept those certain guys and made it work and made it work. Magic was the guy for that job. He did a good job. Palinka came in and they the the pandemic happened. They got certain guys and it worked. They got Anthony Davis and it worked. They won the ring of it. I really think it's bullshit that bubble even considered it's laughable because look at the elements of ring. But hey, they got themselves a ring. They got themselves a ring. Good for them. But y'all telling me that this what we're we're gonna look at the Lakers and be like, what the hell? LeBron James, in my opinion, second greatest player to ever put on a pair of basketball shoes. He's Mount Rushmore. And yeah, you know who number one is in my opinion? Twenty three in Chicago, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. That's just my opinion. And there's probably some angry bronze sexuals out there. And by the way, let me state this fact. LeBron fans, there is nothing wrong with being said you're the second greatest player to ever play the game. Like, I swear to God, Colts fans, when it comes to Tom Brady and LeBron fans, it's ridiculous. Like, can y'all stop and breathe for a second? I think that's those two things right there I can't stand. Just acknowledge, just just accept that. Like, the, there's a bigger universe out there. The people in the world, how are you going to sit there and look at LeBron James and go, he's the greatest player ever? Yeah, man, but we don't know where the finals losses. I know the competition. I know. I mean, yeah, we know Michael, Michael Jordan never played against anybody because, you know, basketball started in 2003. Let's just ignore other games. You know, I see guys that mention that forget about the past part of the game, that forget about the game they grew up watching. That's just me. I just pay attention. I just pay attention to history. That's all, that's all I know. That's all I know. But you say one bad word about LeBron. Oh my God! Don't you talk about LeBron? Don't you talk about the king like that? Bunch of grown men calling another man king. If that ain't gay, I don't know what is. That like, come on, y'all. I'm just I'm questioning y'all's sexuality. I ain't got nothing wrong with anybody. But come on, man. Let's be honest. Stop that. Stop it. Just stop it. You don't, you don't, you don't make me. Well, you know, if Kobe, I, I'm not going around going like that. Y'all, don't you talk about the king like that. Don't talk about my king. I already have a woman call me king, bub. Like, I don't need another grown man call me king. That's, that's a little weird. Just a little weird. A little weird, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like these Tennessee Titan fans talking about calling Derrick Henry King Henry. It's like, the fuck? What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? God. Yeah. But overall, guys, uh, the NBA season's been very fun to watch, man. It's very, very competitive this year. Like, the MVP race is, has been going up and down, back and forth, to the side. I mean, it's been everywhere. I mean, but like I said, Ja DeMar DeRozan are my, my two MVP candidates. And I think Joel Embiid, man, because let me tell you something about Joel Embiid. I've always been a fan of that dude. Even at Kent, when I watched him at Kansas, I knew I said, man, he could be, he, his potential's through the roof. Joel Embiid can be a top three player in the world when he's healthy and motivated. And by the way, James Harden, a pick and roll with him and Embiid, honestly, Harden might find the best player to ever play with, part the best player for him to play with in a situation. Like, KD's obviously, Kevin Durant's been obviously been the better player, but he's played with. But I'm saying, like, to fit his style of play, one-on-one isolations, pick and roll, pick and pops, you know, you know, uh, Embiid pulling guys in, Bassett creating space for him. I mean, it's the perfect situation for him. Like, seriously, guys, like, 
Philly's got a shot. I think you know, I want to see it in the playoffs, how it's going to work. Because Harden has had some very funky days in the playoffs. But I think with the crew they got, I knew when they made that trade and they were able to keep Tyre, uh, Maxi, and they turned around and kept Tobias Harris. So I think Tobias Harris won them. I know he's, in a, he's struggling in the funk right now. The last time I checked, he was. Tobias Harris, to me, is a very underrated player. He's a very good player. He's an 18 to 20 uh, points a game type guy. He gets you six to eight, nine rebounds a game. He's a big forward. He can play both positions. He shoots the three well. He can handle the ball. He can post you up. I'm a Ty Bears Harris fan. I've always thought he was a good player. I've always thought he was a good player. But yeah, man, it's a. So I think Philly right now is looking good. Obviously, you can't you can't count Milwaukee, Phoenix. You know, out west. You know, Phoenix. While Chris Paul, man, they can't win. I think, in my opinion, they cannot win without Chris Paul. Chris Paul keeps them. Chris Paul is the straw that stirs a drink. You know what I mean? I'll use that analogy. Like he he stirs things really well, and I think you you keep him in, you keep him in line with that. It works really well for that. God damn, I got some fucking ear. But yeah, everybody knows me. I'm a Donovan Mitchell guy, and uh, for being a little fan, Utah. I think Utah is just starting to gel and get healthy. They miss Joe Ingles, so people don't realize Joe did a lot for him. Not only he hit key three point shots, but man. He was a he's one of those he's one of those point wing uh, I call him a point uh, point forward or point wings where the offense runs through them runs through him and he gets guys involved. Joe Ingles is a good player, but they got Bovanovich, but you know they got Bovanovich. They got a good crew of guys around with Diamond. I'm, I'm rooting for him. I like to see Mike Conley get a ring, but I'll tell you right now about let me talk about Rudy Gobert. Can we stop with this and say he's the best defensive big man in the game? I watched that dude get torched by guys. He gets torched by guys. He can't catch it. And don't throw him a bounce pass at his legs. Throw him a bounce pass because he, he won't bend over to pick it up. He'll fumble the ball every time. He has no post movement, no nothing. And if he ain't catching lobs or offensive rebounds, Rudy can't do shit offensively. He can't. If Utah don't win this year, you're paying that man more money than Donovan Mitchell. You better figure something out. Straight up, man. You better figure something out. Let's talk about Damian Lillard real quick. So, Damian Lillard is a um, one of my favorite players to watch the game. I love Damian Lillard. He's a top five point guard in the league, I think, in my opinion. Maybe top three. It's up to debate, though. What is he in Portland? I really wanted Damian in Philly with Joel Embiid. I really want him. But I think I like. I think Damian Lillard in New York would be fun to watch. I think he goes if he went to the Knicks. I think because they really need that. That probably be the one thing they missing. The Knicks probably are missing. They're just the Knicks. It surprised me how bad that collapse is. I thought they would be a lot better than they were this year. I really had high hopes for them, but I think New York would be an option. I like seeing I mean, Utah with Donovan personally. I think that would be a good good mix. I think uh, Damian and Donovan Mitchell will probably be a good backcourt to watch. Um, I'm trying to think of some more plays. You know, everybody thinks him going to Los Angeles. I don't. Damian Lillard is not that type of guy to team up with big superstars. I can see him going to New York or going to Utah, like those two places. I can see him doing that. I just don't see him going to the Lakers and like, like I can't. I just don't see that, man. I just don't see it. But overall, though, it's been a hell of an NBA season. Before the playoff, when the playoffs hit, I'll I'll fill the, the I'll fill out. Uh, we'll do a NBA playoff preview. I'll get some people on here, a couple guys on here that want to talk to the playoffs, and we'll we'll do a prediction of what you go with and what we talk about. Let's talk about the uh, Indiana Pacers. I'm going to have my boy, Antonio Howard, shout Big Wop. That's my homie. He's going to come on here really, 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 really soon. We're going to talk. And we were 
he, I'm going to have him – we're going to talk about the Colts. We're going to talk about the, the Pacers rebuild. And we're also going to talk about some – just tell some stories about – you know, tell the story how we met and stuff like that. Get him on here because, man, you know, we're going to have him on, obviously. But, um, yeah, man, like, um, get that going. Also, like, uh, back to the Pacers, like, man, I'm really excited for this rebuild. Man, I am so excited. I've watched them play a lot since they they made trade. I watched them before about the trade. Look, man, people were tripping like they should have traded Miles. They weren't going to get what they got unless they trace a bonus. They got a chance, man. I'm really excited for this rebuild. It might take. They're gonna. Make, they're not gonna make any noise for two or three, maybe two to three years. But man, just stay patient, guys, and just enjoy this because I like it. It's gonna take time, but you want to, you want to, you want to see a complete. This is a complete rebuild, and they possibly gonna get a top five, top five draft pick in the lottery. Think about that. So, yeah, interesting. So that's enough basketball talk for the day. So let's talk about. Uh, Trying to think of some things. You know, I was sitting on the podcast thinking about some things, and you know, I want to address something too as well. You know, a year ago in my life, I was going through some shit. Anybody knows me knows what I'm talking about. And I'm not talking about my, my relationships. Well, you know, I had some relationships faltered. And I had some issues with my weight. I had a lot of problems. Depression and anxiety is hell, man. I fight it every day. I don't have anxiety really bad, but depression every once in a while creep up on me. It creeps up. And it bothers me every day some days. Some days, I, some days I'm happy and good lucky. I'm ready to get ro- rolling, kicking ass, and doing my thing. And then there's other days where I just don't want to do anything. I'm going to let you know this right here right now, guys. If anyone, anyone is having issues with that, please get help. Please call somebody. Text somebody. Call, please, because let me tell you something. Your mental health matters, man. It matters. You know, there's certain days where I don't, you know, there's people that are close to my life. There's some guys I work with that I consider really, really close friends. And they'll call me. If they don't hear from me a couple of days, they'll call me and check on me. You know, sometimes you need that reassurance from people. You need to know. It's not about, there's just saying, it ain't about knowing, not saying who you know. It's about saying who's willing to know they say. It's not about who says they know who you are. It's about people who are willing to say that they do know who you are. Who, you know, who is willing to be there. Hold your hand. Make sure you're there. Hey, bro, you good. We got you. Bam. You know what I'm saying? Like last night, man, the crew guys I had around me last night, I called, they are friends and family to me, man. Like, I ain't got a big family. I never have had a big family. I got about tight in a circle. But the crew I was with last night, every single one of y'all made my birthday special. Straight up. That was one of the best. That's probably the best birthday I had in recent memory. I had to think about something. I say it every year, but I really mean it this year. Like, I had a great time last night. And word of wise to those people in that crew, when I say get me some fucking chicken wings and stop feeding me shots last night, just that's just a heads up. <laughs> had a good time last night. For real, for real. It was, it was epic. Maybe I'll get Marcus, Price, and Kev on the podcast, and we'll tell that story one day. But in the meantime, that's all I'm going to say about that. So, preview for next week's show, guys. We're going to talk a little. Uh, we're going to do me and Jared Eastbrook. We're going to come on. Shout out to J-Bone last night for the great birthday present, brother. I appreciate you so much. We are going to review the Batman movie. We're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about... We're going, we're going to talk about why we like DC Comics and how we met, obviously. And we're also going to uh, 
Oh, uh, what is it? Uh, we're also gonna, you know, also we're gonna rank the uh, live action Batman like performances because I'm gonna let you know about Robert Patterson. You may be surprised at how high I have him on my ranking. That's all I'm gonna say about that. So tune in next week, guys, for another episode of Conversations with Shelby Green. And like always, I will leave you with this. I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is. Straight up.